It wouldn't matter to me if you did do violence on somebody. I ain't scared of shit. Welcome back. Welcome again. If you haven't been here before, well, I guess welcome to Free Water. As always, I'm Patty Broken Skull, Patty C Cups, Patty Puke Water, and, and, and really whatever you want to call me. Let's be honest, because that doesn't matter. The name doesn't matter, folks. What are we trying to get rich? Stop. We just make podcasts. <laughs> but anyways, I'm glad to be back. I'm happy to be here. Found ourselves in a rabbit hole once again on YouTube. And I've been doing this a lot lately. I'm finding these channels with just insane content that I can't get away from. And then it just leads me down even more insane content. For instance, right now, I'm watching all this Trap Lore Ross content, okay? You guys might remember I talked about the King Von video that he had did, Raps for a Serial Killer. Yeah, started watching more of his stuff. And if I can be honest, I don't know any of these guys. But he did do a video called uh, Eminem and Kim, the toxic, the most toxic relationship, some, some shit like this. Started with that after I watched the King Von thing, went to the Eminem thing, and sure enough, because of being an Eminem fan, you're like, huh, I feel like I know all of this already. But what it did actually was it reminded me. It reminded me of the insanity that was 97 Bonnie and Clyde as well as Kim. Okay? Now, if you're not a follower of Eminem, you don't know the music, this isn't going to mean anything to you, but if you were even born around that era, you know, you were between the ages of 12 and 17 when Eminem, you know, really popped off as, I think it was probably Hi My Name Is or The Real Slim Shady that a lot of the True fans ended up buying the album for, right? Like, oh, fuck, this song is a banger, dude. This guy's insane. Fun sound. And then you get the actual CD, you get the album, you listen to every song, you're like, this is fucked. This is wild. In the best way. But it wasn't hard to purposefully skip Many of the uh, many of the tracks, you know, because you could listen to basically the entire album, but when it got to track 16 on the Marshall Mathers LP, you you might skip it, you might go to the next one. I mean, there were some like uh, skits that were on there with Ken Kniff that were pretty bad. You know, hard to listen to. At least we could say that. Um, 
I mean, it was definitely a theater of the mind situation when you would listen to basically any Eminem CD. Because then you were waiting for the, you were sort of anticipating the music video. What's he going to do here? What's, what's this going to be? How crazy is this going to be? Especially deeper into the, you know, his career. The music videos were a big deal. And him and Dr. Dre were making some fucking bangers, dude. I don't know who directed them. But they all fit, okay? They painted a picture that you kind of already created in your head just in a better way. An official way. But truth be told, after watching that entire Eminem, Kim shit, <laughs> I'm still not even sure of the situation. I feel like it was good. It's fine now. They co-parent. They've got like a bunch of extra kids that aren't Eminem's kids. It's, you know, that money is helping though. The one thing that Kim can't be upset about is the fact that that financial stability is going to be there forever. You know? They had fucking two houses in Detroit early in Eminem's career. That was like the first thing he did. What are we going to do? Buy two houses. But the one thing that I'm a little bit disappointed about is there was a lot of references in this, you know, trap, trap lore Ross thing about, what was it, Kim's book and uh, Debbie's book, which is his mom. But the one thing I haven't heard or read, I guess, is the Eminem book. Where's the Marshall, Mather, Marshall Mathers take on all of this shit? Is it just supposed to be all true stories within the music? And we just take that for what it is? Or will he eventually uh, write a tell-all book or do a Dr. Phil thing? Because apparently he was upset when Kim decided to do all those radi radio interviews and TV interviews actually finally speaking up about the situation. And yeah, of course, you would be a little bit fucked up if your partner made songs about killing you. But I think as soon as the check comes in, that all goes out the window, man. Right? Like, how many actor couples do they see where they're fucking somebody else on camera, and then that check comes, and you're like, I don't feel nothing. Kiss that guy again. He's really handsome. <laughs> you know, whatever it is. But then again, these are... These are basically two people straight from the slums. Okay? Trailer Park Life. Kraft Macaroni and Cheese. You know? Ketchup is the only condiment you got. Type of lifestyle. And as far as their first marriage, I'm just sharing this because chances are you guys don't give a shit and you're not going to go watch the video anyway. So I'm going to fuck it. This is what I like to talk about. Deal with it. That is part of my podcast. I'm just going to just go in and talk about whatever. Is it going to be funny? Probably not. Is it going to be even relatively interesting? No. But it is going to kill some time for me and I can share some stupid shit. That uh, is certainly more entertaining than myself. <laughs> I swear to God, I, I just can't get this music right. And it's bothering me. Either way, guys, I am glad that you're here. Hopefully you checked out the last episode. I don't even remember what it was called. Ramblin' Mayonnaise. Once again, nobody follows me on social media. You know? 
So even when I post an update, like, hey, new episode out. Fucking who sees it? No one. Not a person. And it is what it is. I fucking hate social media, but it's like, I certainly have more views and shit if people paid attention, but they don't. Like fucking zero likes. I mean, the effort I put in, you guys, the effort I put in to fucking, you know what I mean? To get just so little in return. By the way, subscribe to the Patreon if you haven't already. Patreon.com slash podculture. Uh, it is the one-stop shop for all things Patty Broken Skull. I did see a recent post. I don't know how I saw it, but apparently Dick has a uh, Instagram page. Where, you know, also still getting relatively... He gets more likes than me because I get zero. But still, it's like, aren't, haven't you been around for a while? Haven't you been doing this for quite some time? And you got a very strong fan base. People that are willing to talk shit for you. And yet, they're not willing to give you a like on your stuff. That's weird. But I saw a post where they were where it was like a, 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 super, a super group team up of, you know, the fucking... The podcast raiders, and then you know the dick guys. Hey, pe- hey, penis is cool, right? Cum is funny. <laughs> you know those guys, the fucking raging alcoholics. <laughs> they apparently teamed up and they did like an episode together, because nothing's better than you know two morons putting their heads together. Uh, and they mentioned me in the description of the post because it's just like a. A morphing of their two logos. And then in the description, they mention uh, Patty Seacup's new show, Nobody's Watching. But nobody tags me. Nobody tags me. Like you don't know my accounts. Like you actually, I have it turned off. You can't tag me. <laughs> you can't. So there you go. That's kind of the best part. But even so, the thing that I, I noticed, aside from the fact that they, they, they constantly mention me and still talk about me, is the fact that they think that I expect people to listen. <laughs> what? Why would you assume that I, I'm doing this because I want people to listen? Sort of been the thing since the beginning, guy. Whittle this motherfucker down to zero. But if we're going to do it, let's do it full throttle. Charlie Angels 3. Charlie's Angels 3. You get it, right? Um, but either way, I'm, I actually... Uh, I have a lot of fun with stuff like that. Because it kind of shows them as, as people a little bit more. Without ever having to listen to their, their content. I just read your little post and I'm like, huh pretty funny that out of all these years of me doing this and then also sort of battling with them whatever right they've yet to say really anything half interesting they use my own self-deprecating nicknames (laughs) as nicknames you know what i mean like I call myself Patty Broken Skull, Patty Seacups, Patty Pukewater, and it's caught on so much and is so real, they do the same thing. And that's funny to me. That's a win. You're 
using the, the, the joke that I wrote about me to talk about me. Like, I call them Richard and Roy because nothing hurts more than disrespecting somebody and calling them out of their name. Right? Like, I barely know the fucking guy. Who? What is it? Roy? Raymond? What is it? It's something with an R, I think. And you're like, oh, it's not. Carl. Oh, fuck. What? My mistake. For some reason, I feel like I should have... That's the other thing, too. Is the email exchange. This guy, this Richard guy, thinks that he... He, he claims to not remember the, this email exchange where... He shit on me for some reason because I had obviously shit on something. Found out that they were talking shit. Went after him on an episode and then all of a sudden you get a giant email because we got to hash this out personally. <laughs> you know? Even though I do wish that motherfucker would have said... He, any kind of contact on that end would have been half interesting, you know? To talk about me as much as you do, you motherfuckers surely don't give me the credit. More on that later. But when it comes to the email, one of the first things I said was, Oh, I forgot I was supposed to give a fuck. Because it was something about, like, I don't know, podcasting. And apparently they they own this space. I don't fucking know. But it was, it was gay all around. Let's just say that. <laughs> it's fucking stupid. But, uh... Yeah, basically what has happened now, speaking on seeing that post <coughs> and seeing this Instagram channel, the only reason that happened is because somebody has slid into my DMs, okay? Somebody slid into my DMs with a request, with an offer, with an idea, and you know me, by now... I don't trust anybody. You know what I mean? I don't trust nobody. I have no reason to. Uh, I've been doing this shit for long enough by myself that in the moments where I have said, hey man, I could use a producer. Hey man, I could, I could use some more subscribers for the fucking music thing. Share the shit. Help, help, help the TikTok, uh, the Patreon, all this different stuff that I have tried to promote it myself. It's been half-hearted because in the end, I don't really care. But there's also this false idea that you guys have created that you guys give a shit. When it's like, realistically, if I disappear, you'll still have Stuttering John. You'll still have the fucking weird lawyer guy. You'll still have Kevin Brennan and all his little cronies. You know what I mean? Just whatever. You'll find some weird group of, of people or person that uh, isn't you. And you'll figure out a way to make fun of them. You know, your Brendan Shobbs and all that. So it's not a big deal. And I, it's pretty clear to me. I mean, it took a long time to get any, to really even boost the Patreon at all. And when I did, people were like, you never promote it. You never say anything about it. It's like motherfucking lie, bro. You're getting all these fake fans is what it is. I got all these fake fucking people that are claiming to be fans of this thing that I do. And yet you come around and have no information other than goofy shit, out of context shit that you got from fucking dum-dum. You know what I mean? That's all you have. You don't come in say, with, with weird things like that. I make the connection saying, oh, clearly you don't, you, you're not an actual fan. You're here because you're a fan of that. 
And because I'm doing my thing still, you think it's somehow funny to be like, yeah, no, dude, you're awesome. As if I don't already know. Okay? My point is, though, is the first sort of contact that was ever made or review that was ever done of my things, okay? This is even after I had 10,000 downloads when I first started podcasting on the on the chewed gum shit, right? I decided to do stand-up, and I decided to post it, right? I did fucking 13 minutes the first time I ever did stand-up, and doing podcasting and, and guesting and having guests and shit like that really gave me the confidence to do stand-up. I had already been writing jokes. I had already had a, a pretty intense personality in that way where it's like yeah all these comedians talking about not being able to shut it off I had that problem for a long time and then I learned you should shut it off sometimes because that's gonna people are gonna start to hate you <laughs> and uh, you know that's fine but I had to learn to control it and, and stop ha always because when I used to fight with my mother growing up her biggest thing was always needing to have the last word and I just learned how to have the last word, so she didn't. You know what I mean? I, I And that's just kind of the way that I work. I will always have to have the last word, okay? It, it's kid shit, it's childish, but that is ingrained in me, in my DNA, right? But I do this stand-up, and people start saying things like, hey, did you hear your, the review from a podcast, about podcast, about your stand-up? And I'm thinking, well... That's weird and kind of counterproductive. You do a podcast talking about podcasts that aren't even big podcasts. And for some reason, this this episode, fuck it. We're going off the books and we're going to look at somebody's stand-up video for the first time they ever did stand-up. And I'm still very proud of that. That whole, I've already talked about that situation many times. But the thing that I never thought of was, you could put this out. As proud of it as you are, there will be people who have done nothing with their lives telling you that it's garbage. Okay? People that are so afraid to talk in front of fucking people, they never raise their hand in class. Right? Those are the people that are going to tell you that it's shit. Stage fright. Fuck a stage fright. What are you talking about? Leader mentality over here, doggy. You know what I mean? Leader mentality. Originality. Authenticity. Real shit over here. And I don't got to talk about fucking cum. I don't got to have video. I don't got to have a dildo on my fucking desk or some crazy cool picture of a movie that nobody's ever, nobody likes in the background, right? We just keep doing our motherfucking thing and that's what it is. Y'all found me. Let's not forget. I didn't seek you out. You found me and then here we are. So in the end, it's like, I don't give a fuck about them one way or the other. I really don't have any hate. It doesn't take up time in my day. I'm not sitting here writing a note like, oh shit, I got to talk about this on the podcast because they did this. No, it just popped in my head. And it leads to other things, folks, because people have tried to be like, hey, you should give this motherfucker more credit for making you who you are. <laughs> and you know what? Take all the credit. Enjoy yourself. Be proud that you found me. And, and be surprised also, because everything that you think is usually incorrect, and we know that, okay? My Kill Tony set, all right, any of my stand-up stuff, most of my podcasting is phenomenal, top-of-the-line stuff. I'm surprised I don't have a following like Andrew Tate because of how good it is. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? I'm surprised. No, but in all seriousness, it's led to stupid shit where you get these people who want to just fuck with me to get a laugh. Because, of course, psycho, you know, I'll flip out on somebody. I'll say something ridiculous. I'll fucking video call you on Instagram. You know? But we've all grown from that. We've learned from that. Because in my mind, I thought the, the internet was a place where they enjoyed when people gave it a shot. You know? And today I still feel that way because I see a lot of motherfuckers with no skills with a lot of views, man. A lot of, lot of zero skill, zero talent, zero charisma getting a lot of views. I just, I don't market myself. I, I, I think that shit is gross. It's just a weird... Hey, look at me. Ain't I special? I don't. It's just been always weird to me. Even though I like I like attention, but I don't like it that much. You know what I mean? And that's why I've, even people have been like, yeah, you know, oh yeah, you should give him credit. And it's like he, I will give credit where credit is due, and be like, it certainly opened me up to a lot of other bunch, <laughs> a lot of other bunch of retards. That's what I was gonna say, and that doesn't make any sense. Makes me sound retarded, and that's good. Uh, we all are a little bit, you know, the spectrum is wide folks, but it has inter introduced me to a lot of other folks, uh, where I've, I've, I've put vocals on songs that I've never heard again. You know, I've sent vocals to people to do collaborations, never to hear the final product. I've, I've been duped into doing <laughs> guest spots on podcasts with people that are fucking horrible. <laughs> Just bad people. You know what I mean? All around. Like, no good qualities at all. Like, probably has restrictions on his license. You know what I mean? Like, can't drive. Can't ride a bike without a helmet and reflectors. You know what I mean? Like, soft as fuck. Um, and here I am, still doing my thing. Whether or not you like it or not, I, I really don't care at this point. But it is opening up a lot of doors for me. Where people are desperate to have me be a podcast guest. And the ones that are desperate are the ones that I will never do. I'm working. So you can go back in there and watch the movie until I'm done. Sure, stop talking. You know, there's still people today pretending to be me, right? They like they have fake YouTube accounts. That's my name. They have fake uh, Twitters, Instagrams, shit like this. People have made cartoons with my likeness. So I'm obviously doing something. And the one thing that is for certain is people have heard my comedy. They've, they've saw my jokes. They've listened to me be funny in real time with the, with the live streams through Great Job Awesome. So the, the thing that can't be denied is the fact that I am funny. Okay? Is it all the time? No. Is it always? No. Do I know what I'm doing? Absolutely not. Because I'm talking to myself. So the I guess just 
the little laughs that I have to myself aren't going to be the same laughs that you have to you by yourself as you listen to me, because that's not going to make any sense, would it? Maybe a little, you'll, you'll, if you get the joke, if you understand why I'm giggling, sure. But there's a lot of times where I'm just going to say something, and you're going to laugh your ass off, and I'm going to have no idea why, and no one's going to be able to tell me. So it is a giant guessing game. But as I said, for the good and the bad, it has opened doors. I have spoken and worked with a lot of fun people. You know, uh, started a bunch of new projects because of it. And for the good or the bad, you motherfuckers tend to show up, which is interesting. Again, I should have a following like Jared Leto. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> but that realistically, guys, it's because gingers don't like other gingers. You know what I mean? They will always shit on each other. They will do anything to make sure that I don't succeed. Okay? Why do you think Ron Howard is the only redheaded director? Statistically, that shouldn't be the case. What is he, 65? But like I said, it's open doors where I've been able to be confident enough to do stand-up, where I've been confident enough to, to go live, where I have been confident enough to slide into people's DMs to ask them to be a guest, okay? Because I still believe in a level of professionalism. Like, if I email you or send you a DM... Where you, where I'm interested in doing your show, or I'd like you to do my show. It's very professional. The problem is, is, that's hard for me to read. When somebody says, hey man, I'd like to work with you. Hey man, would you like to be a guest on the show? That's why it took that one podcast two fucking months to get me on. Uh, I mean, nonstop, every week, messaging, sending me an email. Hey, we'd like to have you on the podcast. And finally, I say, fuck it. Let's go. Let's do it. Turns out I was right. The whole time I was right. The entire time that I thought it was some fucked up, you know, podcast prank situation, I guess. Uh, I still did it. And I still think I did better than the guy who hosts the fucking show. <laughs> 100%. I don't think that guy even knows anything about music. But anyways, I recently was uh, in contact with a fella who says, oh, actually, I've also been duped into having a co-host on a podcast pretending to be a fan, actually being just a trolling Mexican, you know? <laughs> so yeah, you've won, sure. But now you've made it to where anybody who is serious or legit is put through a rigorous process. Right? Like, Don't Leave It to the Judges is one of the few podcasts where I met somebody on Instagram and started a show with them, and they were genuine. They actually know what they're talking about. They actually care about the product. They show up. Whereas all these other co-hosts that I've had don't know what to do on the mic. They don't know how to be interesting. They don't know how to use the microphone. Or they simply don't don't know how to put in the effort. You can't show up once a week for an hour. 
Sorry, I guess I didn't I didn't assume that your girlfriend was that interesting. You know? Fucking what are you having conversations in the mirror with yourself? Fucking jump on the podcast and let's talk this shit out. Anything. I essentially could do a podcast almost about anything. Cause I would put in the effort. If all of a sudden I started doing a history podcast, I'm not coming in here just spitting fucking random facts like that drunk show. You know, I'm going to research. I'm going to put in the effort. Same thing with the true crime stuff. I'm not going to just make up shit. I'm going to get the evidence. I'm going to find, I'm going to investigate. I'm going to do the research. But when it comes to being funny or just talking, why the fuck would I put in any effort to be like, oh, that's what he sounds like? That's the intro to that show? That's my intro to my part of the show? (laughs) Right? Why would I do that? It's, It's more fun to just speculate. You know, I'm not one of these assholes that has a question about something and just Googles it. Fuck that. I'd almost rather never know. I eventually do Google it, though, once I can't figure it out. Like today I was trying to, because it's Thanksgiving. Today I was trying to figure out what the fuck a, a, a plate of meat and cheeses is called. I knew the word. It was in my head. Couldn't find it couldn't find it and then I got angry and then I googled it and I was like fucking charcuterie dude great awesome fucking idiot but basically this dude uh, f- for the first time in a while I actually got a message from a dude named Steve who was like hey man love the music uh, I first heard about it from my buddy Roy you know what I mean why, why, why do people insist on saying that as if I give a fuck Is he supposed to get a producer credit? Because somehow you heard about me from him? I don't give a fuck where you heard about me. Just say it's good and move the fuck on. It's weird, dude. That's like me going to Eminem and being like, Hey man, really love your stuff. I heard about it from my fucking stepbrother. (laughs) Like, what? Why does that matter? Should I thank the stepbrother? Fucking retard. This is dumb as shit, dude. I also don't care. So I didn't respond to that guy. Also, I hated his picture. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes the guy has a face where you're like, fucking no thanks. <laughs> Talk to yourself. But, uh, yeah, this guy who says he's a comedian, he's in the East Coast area, uh, came to me personally in my DMs talking about wanting to do a show. He said, we could revive an old show that you've done. We could start a new show. Either way, I just want to start putting in more effort into this this comedy thing that I want to do. And despite what Roy thinks, I actually find you to be a good joke writer. So there you go. An actual guy performing in the same place where some of the best comedians perform likes my joke writing. And I've been on stage twice. So look out for that, guys. We might have a new project coming soon. I'm actually very excited about Uh, We'll be in more discussions about it and see what happens after uh, the holidays. So you know me. Always working. Stay ready. Or she's ready. What is it? All right. I'm done. When I am dead and have passed on to the next world, I want you to kiss my hairy buttocks.
want you to kiss my Harry Potter. Ha 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 ha!